Hi, and welcome to Cage Off, a podcast where we decide the cagiest of all Nick Cage movies. Today, we solve the puzzle of adaptation. Will it overcome its crippling awkwardness to beat Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, and take the top spot to become Cage of the Hill? Two cages enter, but only one cage can win. The Cage Off. I am your awkward and super cringy screenwriter. Uh, see, I can't even say the words. Aaron. I'm joined today by my definitely real twin brother, Rakan. I thought you said orchid. Instead did I say awkward? orchid? No, I, I thought you said orchid instead of awkward. Uh, did I? What? No, I didn't mean to say what? No, but go look, on. This is wonderful. No? I love look, it. are we going to kiss oh. or not? No. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, good. And I'm also joined by a toothless narcissist who snorts orchids. You are. <laughs> yes, hello. <laughs> hey, uh, Rakan. Yes. What the fuck did we just watch? We watched Adaptation. It's a movie by Charlie Kaufman, Spike Jones. Well, written, yeah, written by Charlie Kaufman, directed by Spike Jones. Yeah, it's a Charlie Kaufman, Spike Jones bit, and it has our favorite actor, Nick Cage. And um, it's oh, a I'd movie. I'd hope so. Yeah. Well, otherwise, uh, why the why were we wrong. talking about it? Yeah, yeah, we shouldn't have been uh, doing it for this podcast anyway. And it's a, it's a movie where. Charlie Kaufman is um, writing a book. Uh, sorry, writing a screenplay about a book that he read, and he's adapting it. Um, no, no, I don't want no, you to tell me no, no. Uh, what happened to make the movie. I want to tell want you to tell me what's in the movie. Right? Yeah. What, what's in the movie is um, Charlie Kaufman is in this movie, and he's writing this movie that you know that he's writing, and uh, he's adapting this book and making it into this movie that we're watching. Wait, so we're, we're watching what him write again. the movie, My is bad. what you're saying. <laughs> Sorry? You're, we're watching him write the movie, is that what you're saying? Yeah, we're watching him write this movie. So we're watching him write the movie that we're watching? Yes. What? Huh? Ha- what? My, my favorite scene is when he's in his room writing... And he's like making notes on the script and says, Yes, in the movie, I want a scene of Charlie Coffin pacing around and saying that he's a fat fuck. Yeah, and, and like, uh, I want to open with um, like him sitting across from a, like a very staunch, tall, attractive woman or whatever. Right. Uh, stuff like that, that. That we have already seen in the movie as well. Right, exactly. So you're like, Wait, I've seen this. Like the thing that he says that's going to be in the movie's opening is in the movie. The dinosaurs, the the fish, the, the evolution, everything. And then, yeah. So that that was like a fun... I remember really liking that bit when I watched the movie the first time. And yeah, it was like a fun, uh, weird a Charlie Kaufman film where you have these weird things that's within a thing i think he really likes putting things in things oh and things in yeah thing. if, if you've seen synecdoche new york yeah that is the epitome of things within things within things within, within things, things. Yeah. <laughs> that 
okay that um that movie is a mind fuck and don't watch it on the f- on a plane when you haven't had any sleep in the last like 14 hours yeah <laughs> because then the 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 movie bleeds out into your actual reality and thing gets things get really fucked up so i think that movie is or the do do that because it was amazing yeah, yeah. i think that, that that is the closest thing to being like thinking you're in a dream but you're not yeah it was it was it was bad because I, I can't sleep on planes so like 29 hour flights for me are just a nightmare oh, yeah yeah i remember feeling like wait did i fall asleep because this feels like a dream because you, there were things that were happening it was very dreamlike but yeah and also um at um in, in adaptation we see scenes from uh being john malkovich so yes he's like, which i like it's it opened well it doesn't open open but it, it very early in the film you're on the set of being john malkovich I, I, Malkovich. I, uh, yes, I really like that they put the like uh, not subtitle, but um, what do you call it? Like his name on the screen in text, so you know that it's John Malkovich, just in mm. case. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and, and John Malkovich him. is sitting next to John Malkovich. Yeah. <laughs> which it took me a few seconds to figure out what the hell was going on, and then he's like, "Come on, can we? We need to be professional because these people are stuck in these masks, and it gets really hot in there." so no fucking around on the set today come on mm-hmm. and i'm like thank it's nice of you to say that john malkovich but you're taking time out of yeah. filming to say this <laughs> exactly um so yeah there, there's that also is a very much a thing within a thing like going into his head and then he have a scene we have a scene in that movie where you go into john malkovich's head as john malkovich goes into his own head and yeah and everyone's like Malkovich, Malkovich. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, it's a movie where he tries to adapt this book into movie, and then he meets the different characters in the book, and things go wildly out, out of control. Yeah. And so he, the, um, mm-hmm. the Orchid Thief is the book that he's adapting. I was actually going to do some homework and look up what actually mm-hmm. happens in that book and how close Yo. it sticks to it, but I didn't. Because that's a real book, right? That exists. I'm going to say yes. I didn't even get that far to to double check that. I mean, I opened up the IMDb page and it seems like the woman is a real woman. Uh, So I'm assuming um, that the book is also real. Because it's kind of weird to... Like, if you're going to go with a theme, why would you go with orchids? Like, even if you go with like a weird esoteric theme, it's still... could choose anything, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, un- unless the like uh, augmented reality game that they built around the adaptation <laughs> film is really extensive to the point of making Wikipedia pages, it looks like mm-hmm. the Orchid Thief is a real 1988 book. Right. 1998. 1998. <laughs> so, so like, my I, I guess my take. My other take, other than what's already been said, is that also the main character, the screenwriter, uh, he sacrifices his brother for his own success. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think that's in a very important plot point, if if there are any plot points. Uh, yeah. I also like that he was jealous of his brother and, you know, watching him uh, rise. I mean, I, I think that really pushed him to the, the, uh, the sacrifice in the end. But, uh-huh. but okay, no brother... one understands anything. This is, this is I love it. 
It's just the complete silence, <laughs> awkwardness. It's really in line with the movie, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's one thing I wanted. I was thinking when I was watching this this time was is Charlie Kaufman actually that like right? Yeah. Socially awkward. <laughs> I. I I don't, I, I don't think so. I remember seeing interviews with him, but maybe he was awkward back in those days. Yeah, because I remember, I, I know, I know it was. It's all like heightened, and obviously, uh, Donald doesn't exist, even though he really rode that bit hard after the film came out. Yeah, he um, did. From what I understand. Yeah, he kept. Uh, you know, he he wouldn't openly acknowledge that he'd made that character up. Um. But. Like even in the beginning of the film, like the credit is says it's written by Charlie yes, and Donald, yes. Charlie Kaufman and Donald Kaufman, uh, and I, it's in in memory of Donald Kaufman at the end, um, right? And it, apparently the the book is based on the, the book. The movie is based on the fact that he couldn't, he did have writer's block, and he could not figure out how to adapt it. So he did basically say, "Fuck it, I'm going to write a movie about adapting this movie, about uh, this book." right um so there's there's autobiographical actual autobiographical stuff in there but how much of it is him being like super awkward and just just the worst for so I mean, much i mean you would imagine that like uh, if you're going to be a successful screenwriter and you're going to pitch your your screenplays which he had already done several successful movies right under his belt by the time this came around that you can't be incapable of talking to people awkward maybe but incapable right like that's that just seems a bit far-fetched to me i'm also gonna go on a limb here and say like probably none of the things that happen in this movie happen in real life like there's no obvious drug running around but at the end uh anything with donald well okay isn't real yeah like, that's true like I mean, is there anything that did happen i don't think we can like point like because like half the movies with donald and he doesn't exist right but but isn't he just like um wow i don't usually go this deep into it but uh isn't he just a storytelling mechanic in this case instead because otherwise right like if you didn't have donald you would just be stuck with charlie and right. his sad depression and you wouldn't have anything to juxtapose it against Mm-hmm. And so by adding his twin brother that just lives with him weirdly, honestly, because they're kind of old. Um, well, uh, he's he's putting them up until he gets uh, finds his own place. They establish that at the start. Sure, it's still weird. Just saying. Anyway, okay. Um, Glad I'm not your brother. <laughs> I don't have a brother. That might be might be why you I murdered him. Think it's <laughs> threw him through weird. the front window of a car. <sighs> Yes, it's my movie. Anyway, <laughs> I don't even know what it was going to say anymore. Someone else take over, okay? Okay. Well, what I was saying was, I feel like a lot of the stuff didn't really happen, and, and I, I, I imagine maybe yes, he was probably writing a book, a, a screenplay based on the book. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah, fuck me. <laughs> to keep them apart. Yeah. <laughs> and and I imagine yeah, he he probably did. Uh, change the the story into into this obviously but i wonder like it, did he start off like that like did he have an agent or somebody and then or like the an actual hollywood exec or like yes we want you to write this and then they did they get a 
like a draft, which was this. Like, well, I mean, eventually, they get more... eventually, yes, obviously. Yeah, but because... or, or did they get a more conventional one first, and then they were like, uh, "Dude, this isn't why we hired you. Yeah. You're the being John Malkovich guy." Yeah, like who would go to Charlie Kaufman and be like, "Yeah, give us this story about this orchid thief." Make it as where, straight as you can, where nothing happens. Yeah, yeah that seems unlikely. I'm sure the answer is is out there if you want it. But like, I also want to imagine that he himself was like, "I'm gonna adapt this book," and then like a year into it, he was like, "I don't know how to adapt this book," right? And he started getting creative <laughs> with, it, with it, right? Like just his own challenge. Right. Okay. Yeah, that I could see. Maybe. Yeah. And then he's like, "I want to do something different." Which, which is, I want to do something normal. I mean, it does say in the in the trivia section um, that the, the, the what's her name, Susan Orlean, the 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 woman that wrote the book. Yeah, she didn't agree to, well, to the screenplay at first, right? Uh, like she was strongly opposed to the making of the film, and then eventually she reluctantly reluctantly agreed. Which I mean makes sense because she turns into like a drug-loving hippie killer I mean at the end right yeah but the film really makes it clear that none of that shit happened but I mean well it does make it clear in the sense that it's not in the book that's being adapted yeah yeah but I mean you're not meant to you if you're watching the movie and you think that this is a poor reflection on her the real author mm-hmm then you haven't been paying attention. I mean, yes, I agree. Right. So, I mean, it's it's hard to be it's hard to to read that script and then be offended that it's portraying you in a bad light. Yeah, but sometimes people are sensitive, I guess. And I, you know, we don't know since we don't do any research on this podcast. <laughs> we don't know uh, exactly I mean, I keep how it that way. Y- yes, and we don't know how like how many liberties he took with the book, right? Like, how faithful is this to the book and to, like, the story that she actually told and what actually happened? Because, like, yes, some things are obviously fanciful, right? But there might be some other things that she um, maybe wasn't comfortable with for one reason or another, right? Who knows? I Again, feel, I feel like no most of the stuff that happens before the, th- the, the talk with McGee uh is probably in the book or to some degree because okay. because that stuff yeah. seems pretty straight it's when he has the the talk with brian cox at the end and he's basically like wow them in the third act and then you know okay yeah yeah yes i i mean i guess that makes sense because it's like all right so i guess the real story uh, however faithful it's told ends here right yeah. and then at this point i'm gonna make shit up to make it interesting and after that we have like the suicide or not the, the the murderous uh susan orlean and the yeah because i mean I'm, I'm gonna trust that the book actually ends with her him taking her into the into the swamp looking for this orchid them getting lost mm-hmm. and her realizing this guy is like he's a fucking loser Mm. and and then like that's where the book ends and he says that explicitly in the movie like 
that's it because the guy's like oh then what happens and he's like nothing it finishes how the fuck do i turn this into a script there's yeah. nothing here um and that stuff seemed to be pretty straight i mean that stuff was very um uh respectful of her the the idea of her like being in a loveless marriage they also very much signposted was something that he added to make it more dramatic mm-hmm. um and then yeah and then it's just like an excuse for them just and to it, get crazy at the end yeah and i mean it also like they, they do explicitly discuss uh charlie and and uh, and donald the, the brother um like okay like this there's no story in the book charlie says right like it doesn't make sense they can't make anything out of it and then donald goes through the book and he picks out this quote right and he's like you could make something out of this but they they're also kind of i guess in agreement on the base level that it's not actually there it's not actually in the book like we have to make something up yeah and yeah. then he we're watching like, that movie that came out of making something up yeah he does say like I th- i'm probably reaching but you could read this as blah 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 yeah exactly yeah so i don't i don't know what the point is of this discussion but <laughs> yeah, what but what, I, a... what i'm what guess what we're getting at is that the mm. the kernel of an actual adaptation is in there yeah um it's just built around that is uh this like if you're just looking at her story all this crazy weird shit that they do take some pains to try and sort of let you know this is where we're going crazy this is not don't read the book and expect to find this stuff Mm. that's not in here um, and then uh, then built around that is the whole Charlie Kaufman, D- Donald Kaufman, <laughs> or his Char- numerous girlfriends, mm-hmm. imaginary and real. Yeah, like he's super suave and like gets along with everyone. The, the total opposite of Charlie. I mean, presumably, right? Like if I'm going to be... Oh my God, again, I don't usually do this, right? But okay. Okay, so Charlie Kaufman is writing himself into the script, uh, evidently. He also talks about it in the actual movie itself. Um, but okay, so he's sitting there in real life uh, writing this screenplay, right? And, and he's like, okay, well, I need a storytelling device. Okay, well, what if I just split myself up into the kind of more outgoing, normal side of myself and kind of mm. the way I feel right now where, like, I'm useless, I can't really talk to people because they'll see me as the fraud I really am kind of thing. I don't actually have any talent because I can't even adapt this book. You know, that sort of thing, right? Yeah. And then you get Donald, which is kind of a normal person, I would say, honestly. Um, And Charlie, which is... I mean, he's hailed as a genius, but he's also... He feels that he can't approach people, I guess, because... Because reasons. Because he feels pathetic, but also because he feels distant to them, I guess. Was that too yeah. deep? Holy shit! That was so no, silent. No. What? I know. I, th- I think you're on something because you could because he's too awkward in one sense, and kind mm-hmm. of outgoing. So he literally could be splitting his personality too. Yeah, like, but I I yeah. feel like Donald is more the actual him. Like Donald's not super suave. He's oh, okay. he is a no, little that's what, that's bit. What, yeah, he's more of a normal person. That's, yeah, that's what he's, I mean. Yeah, it's like normally maybe you, Charlie Kaufman is the inside him. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's. that's that's my point yes exactly yeah that's what i think yeah yeah exactly mm. um yeah because i thought the same thing is like it, it's more it's kind of a story and it's alluded to in the the whole like 
story that Donald is writing, the three, how they're all the yeah. same person. Right. And Charlie Kaufman is just like, this does, how, this, how does it make any, like, it, I don't, yeah. what, what, um, and of, I really feel like they're very heavily signposting that you shouldn't, you should be taking that concept and applying it to Donald and Charlie. I mean, I feel like that, there's a lot of things that were very direct, you know, obviously the stuff with it, when him talking about screenwriting, but when he also, when he first talked about the three, he said something about mirrors or one of the parts he said mirrors. Oh yeah. Fragmented. What's my yeah, split personality. Yeah. And then show the split personality. And then at the minute he said, the second he said mirror, there's a shot, you know, uh, with Charlie Kaufman in front of a mirror. And then in, in the mirror is reflected uh, Donald Kaufman. Like, like, okay, like they obviously put a mirror there, you know. <laughs> so he could Why say didn't it, I then... think about that? That feels like a detail I should have <laughs> picked out. <laughs> so it, on the very surface, he just said, oh, mirror, and there's a mirror. But then also he's talking about the three, and he's talking about several people, the same personality, and there you have it all in one shot, like him saying it, and you see it as well. So yeah, it was it's, it's very yeah, like deep. It takes you, you, you know what what really impressed me about this movie hmm? is that not only because we, I mean, we watched a lot of movies both with and without Nicolas Cage that are you know, that weren't discussion. Let's put it that way, right? But this movie is not only kind of clever and interesting, kind of different and worth discussing, but I also found it enjoyable while watching it. And I think that's really difficult to do, right? Like you can, you can write like a weird movie that's, that's done in um, uh, kind of a non-traditional fashion like this movie is, right? But mm-hmm. it's so easy for it to come out too convoluted or hard to follow or or just literally boring, which is a theme they talk about in this movie, but it's it's never really there. Like I never felt actually bored while watching it, right? Right. I, I, I it's um I what I'm saying I guess is that I'm I'm very impressed with this movie. Like and I'm also happy that they took the chance with making it because it must have been such a weird pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like with a it, in, if the book had been any more popular, it wouldn't have flown. Like it, the fact that he was adapting something that I guess was outside of at least international mainstream uh, knowledge. Mm-hmm. So he, you could get away with being more experimental with the adaptation. So you're saying if he, but but okay, let's say he was adapting like Dracula, that everyone knows, right? But that's different because that's been done so often. <laughs> All right. Well, there's a movie like that called Nosferatu. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, Shadow of the Vampire. Uh, Shadow of the Vampire. That that is adapting Nosferatu, not Dracula. But then yeah. Nosferatu is a bootleg adaptation of Dracula. So yeah. 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 Exactly. So Shadow of the Vampire. So. That's another fantastic film. If we were doing a Defoe podcast, we would definitely be doing that. Exactly. But, but Check we're out doing our the Defoe podcast channel. after we're done. After we do the, all the Nicolas Cage, then we'll move on to Defoe. Yeah. Uh, or or we'll just start doing this full time, and we'll like pump up like Willem Defoe. Like who else would we like to do? I don't know. I don't know. After we're done, The Rock Cage. maybe is a lot of fun. No. 
Very, very simple. Going to be the same performance every yeah, movie. It's <laughs> every movie. Like, so what do you guys think of his performance? What do you guys think about his performance? Did you think? <laughs> did you think the performance? Yeah, but the thing about the rock is we can make lots of bad rock puns and oh, no. like rock segments. Oh my What's that it would rolling be the down king the of, hill? It's the rock. It'd be the king of the rock, not the king of the hill. <laughs> it's a cage match with the rock, but without Nicolas Cage. Oh, the king of the rock, yeah. And it would be, I mean, it would be literally a cage match because he was a wrestler. He was a wrestler, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> what Interesting. Okay. Anyway, uh, what, um, yes. I, was, I had a question. <laughs> Rakan, uh-huh. had you seen this film before? I've seen it once before, yeah. Uh, and I guess, Yuan, you hadn't. I had not. No, this right. was. I, I just finished it just before the podcast first time. Mm-hmm. I ha- I don't. I can't remember how many times I've seen it before. And when I was like uh, an annoying uh, like early twenty year old, this was my favorite film. Mm. So, uh, but I haven't seen it in like fifteen years. Easy. So, so does it still hold up? Um, it, for me, a, yeah. yes. Hell yeah! Right, because. Watching it now, it's like, oh my god, yeah, it's still very entertaining, still a really good film. Well, the thing, one of the things I completely missed when I was a complete idiot of a youngling mm-hmm. was that it's not just about it's it's called adaptation, not just because it's about adapting the film, ah, but yes. it's about people's development to new situations as well. Yeah, I caught this one now, I'm and I mean, it's explicit. They they yeah. they don't dance around it, it's that. It's like, title people, drop. Yeah, people say that many times in the film about how like evolution and adaptation is important um mm-hmm. the the orchid guy who i forget his name laroche i think mm-hmm. yeah or laroche whatever he's really into evolution yeah. um and he's constantly gone through the cycle of being like 100 percent into things yeah. and then he'll just drop them and move on to something else it's like it's prevalent through the entire film and uh yeah just idiot me was like it's a film about making a film (laughs) it will blow your mind (laughs) your mind was too blown to to realize there was another mind-blowing thing in Mm. there as well i didn't realize it had layers like a shrek i was just (laughs) only saw it on the surface level Mm mm-hmm but uh, yeah I, I, I think it's it's a great movie and it still holds up and even more so like oh these are things I haven't even noticed when I was younger uh, part of it but like so so story is great with the like like I, I remember watching the when he goes for the seminar the screenwriting yeah and then one of my favorite scenes I remember was the uh, the the writer was uh, on stage talking about how you should never use voiceovers Voice yeah mm-hmm. and that's like lazy and and he's like fuck the <laughs> like i have his book insulted. you do yeah i have his book i i really like it too like i'm i'm totally donald kaufman in this uh in <laughs> in this story i'm like a big mcgee fanboy um or at least i was i think that uh if we don't want to get to sjw i think he's a bit Patriarch, mm. patriarchal now when you think about it but um did, did you get his book back then it was okay but now it's not <laughs> no i i got his book after watching the movie but independently of it i didn't realize it was the same guy until oh I think, shit really <laughs> yeah until i think i watched the movie again later on and i was like uh-huh. shit i've oh. got i've got that book 
when he's like lying on, when donald's lying on the bed reading the his his book robert mcgee's story mm-hmm. i'm like wait i've got that oh um, yeah so yeah because i i really want to reiterate that i was an idiot at that age did not understand anything about what was happening around me <laughs> so, so you wouldn't even have him it's okay <laughs> and, and then he plays himself obviously and but yeah what and then when he like when he comes out of the theater who plays whom himself robert mcgee no he's played by brian cox oh shit okay no you're right okay <laughs> <laughs> why did i think he was playing himself oh i i think okay i'm sorry i don't know but it's a little bit disturbing that yeah so that, that's mm-hmm. my stupid moment now <laughs> don't worry I, you'll I th- grow up i've been there i've been there. yeah okay <laughs> Shit. Okay, so when he was walking out of the stage, and then how there's no voiceover, mm. and it's very quiet because he listened to his advice and he's now like not putting any voiceovers. I remember like thinking like, yeah, oh my god, there's no voiceover. Um, do, do you ha- any guys have that moment as well, or or I guess young you must have had that when you're watching Aaron. Um, I mean, I guess young me was just taken with all the little tricks in the movie yeah Um, so many tricks there's so many tricks and a lot of them are not subtle yeah a lot of them are really kind of like there's a there's a lot of the jokes in this movie about screenwriting are very on the surface Um, but i think what makes it good is that there's also a lot of depth under there Mm-hmm. Like when when he's screaming at him to not do voiceover during the voiceover, yeah, that's funny, but it's also a really obvious joke. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I yeah. like how they then turn that into the guy saying that voiceover is lazy becomes the voiceover mm-hmm. right immediately after for yeah. a very brief while. Yeah. Like he keeps talking. I don't remember about what doesn't really matter uh but he keeps talking about the concept and then about something else as we're watching like it's not at the lecture anymore like this is like after i think uh like as he's waiting outside or something i don't remember exactly how it was but the point is that he wasn't on stage talking anymore we just kept mm. hearing him as if he was a voiceover because he was right exactly. talking about it concepts sounds... the same way that charlie was talking about concepts in the voiceovers yeah i, I like that a lot yeah yeah. Which is, I mean, I, yes, like it's it's obvious, but it's also just really good at the same time. Yeah. Exactly, I think I think, but I, I like that. Like as a young person, watching, like, oh, yeah, this is so this is such a good. All right, I I I don't have any, you know, what what do you call it? Um, it doesn't pain me to admit that I also like the, this now as an older person, Mm-mm. not just when I was. When I was young, like, did you not enjoy <laughs> yeah. it now, or <laughs> because you watched it now the first time? I mean, I still enjoy no, it. Like, regardless, yeah, I mean, you just watched yeah. the movie again, right? Right. So, so, so you're saying like the, the tricks that you enjoy them now, yeah, as well. Did you not? Is what I'm asking. But oh yes, yeah, I, I did. That's what I'm saying. I still, I still enjoy them. I th- yeah, I think so. they're still great. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you, you like you keep harping back to like. When I was young and like a kid and stuff, uh, yeah. I really enjoned no, it. It makes it I'm, sound like you didn't I, I'm enjoy also it. No. Saying, I'm also saying that I, I, it holds up. Like these tricks, even even now, I watch them and they still like. So I either I am nostalgic, mm-hmm. f- feeling, uh, but I but that's why I asked Aaron. Like, does it so hold up? 
and I'm asking you as well because I, I think I, I'm not just nostalgic I think those are good uh, tricks and they really work really well so I'm, I'm happy to hear from your point of view as a first time viewer mm. that they're really good as well so it, it kind of like verifies my thoughts and feelings on my second viewing as well yeah um, something completely different but like talking about how the movie is well made mm-hmm. I was really impressed by how well uh, they managed to get the, the, the twins to act together yes yeah that was yeah. cool and I, I remember thinking that that the whatever techniques they use particularly when they're in the car together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like this still looks good like whatever they did here worked yeah it's all it's all very believable mm. that there are two different people it wasn't like oh look this is obviously a green screen and look they're not touching each or other the, yeah like, or they're they're obviously on both sides of the the frame staying yeah. as far away from each other as they can yeah and exactly the, the middle of the frame they try to make sure there's nothing like there's no flowers or anything there that's really hard to line up um, yeah. No, they yeah. never did anything like that. It was really good. Apparently, Charlie Kaufman is a- actually plays himself in that movie a couple of times for like back shots and stuff, and like shoulder oh, yeah. when it's just his shoulder or like his arm or something oh, on the screen. It's, okay, it's, okay, it'll okay. be Charlie Kaufman. Kaufman. Okay, interesting. So, but yeah, and what was the other movie? Hold on, um, Ridley Scott with Aliens, uh, Prometheus, the uh, Covenant, oh, Alien Covenant. Yeah, with, where um, you have the the robot making out with himself, or I haven't seen that because Prometheus was so bad it put me off. Oh yeah, watching the, the, anything the... that came after. Yeah, yeah, with Michael Fassbender. Yeah, but, but I yeah I know I know what happened roughly. And and you, and you see that you're like, ooh, that's so cool! Look, there's two Michael Fassbenders, and it, it didn't have that either. Like you're getting like drawn by the spectacle of having two of the same person. It, yeah, it was I guess very real. They didn't have the technology to do something like that, which I guess worked to its advantage because they just had yes. to be subtle about it. Exactly, you mm. just have them sitting next to each other on a log, mm-hmm. and you know that that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it all worked. Like that's that's kind of my point, right? Like it was very believable. Like I, as far as I know, there's only one Nicolas Cage. Yeah, but in this movie, there's two of him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like you, you forget that there's only one Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah. when you're watching this movie. Yeah, they like, didn't. Like, they didn't pull a Linda Hamilton on us, and actually use her twin sister in the movie. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if there was another cage. They're just like, "Oh yeah, I've been in one film. I played Nicolas Cage very briefly in Adaptation for a mirror shot." Yeah. <laughs> do, do you guys know who uh, Ricky Lake is? Ricky Lake. Yes, I know Ricky Lake. Yeah, cuz she Not she personal. used to have like a really famous talk show in the US, right? And New Zealand and, too, yes. Yeah, and 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 it used to be on TV when I was a kid, so I mean, I watched maybe 50 shows or something probably in my life um point is on one of the shows suddenly her like sister is in the audience and they're identical and and i was very young at the time so this was kind of one of my first times probably the first time i saw like moving identical twins but it was also extra weird because like her sister is like a normal person like with some normal job or whatever not really famous 
and it's like Ricky Lake, which is like famous, right? And presumably kind of rich. And it was so weird, like to to for her to to me then for her to have her sister on, and I don't remember what they were talking about. It doesn't matter. Um, it's just the concept of having someone that looks exactly like you. It's kind of weird to me. I don't know. Right. <laughs> okay. It, it's just it's just like. Yeah. Like, there's just one of me. But imagine if there was, like, another one running around out there. Maybe he was, like, a famous actor, right? And then there's me doing this shitty podcast, right? <laughs> I mean, no I mean, no offense, of course. It's shitty because of me, just. Is just there another... Could you get him to, like, plug the podcast? Yeah, if he's famous. Maybe. Yeah, but yeah, he's, maybe. He's, he's only famous in Uzbekistan, so... I don't so? Know much of a I'll take those Uzbekistan listens. <laughs> All, the, all those two people with internet in Uzbekistan. <laughs> I actually, actually have no idea how good their internet are, but just, you know. <clears throat> but, but do we... What is, what is a nest seg- segment, Aaron? Since you're going to graciously move us there. Rakan has decided that we're done talking before, about Before we now, move everyone. on to anything else, can I just say... <laughs> Something that, that we haven't touched upon, or if we did, I missed it. But uh-huh. I, I really enjoyed, and there's many shots of it, uh, of it um, the, thinning, the thinning hairline of Charlie yeah. oh, yeah. Kaufman. Yes. Particularly from the back. I really like that. Oh, it's so good. And it, there's just so many shots where it's so clear. Like, like, you know, it's very much on purpose. To show, like, kind of how he's illusory, you know. Like, it's that combined with kind of his his stature or lack thereof, um, composure. Ah, ah, excellent. I love it. There's, there's a lot of, you know, uh, draw to him being fat and balding. Yeah, although although he is not really fat, obviously. Well, he does say that he wants someone to play him who's not too fat. In the very end, the yes. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know that worked out. I don't. Th- this was kind of after his um, big action hero phase. Wait, Charlie so, Kaufman's Charlie Kaufman's big action <laughs> roles of, of action hero. <laughs> Nicholas yeah, Cage's big action to, hero to phase. piece it together. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't. Oh, okay. I guess you guys missed that whole part of uh, Charlie Kaufman's career. Yeah, when he was in... <laughs> he was all in all these Uzbekis- Uzbekistani uh, action films. Right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, does anybody have anything else about the film in general they want to bring up? I mean, there's so much we could talk this about. Yeah. The other actors uh, are just a really Streep. good. Meryl Streep is mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I really like uh, Chris Cooper. The, the guy that plays uh, John LaRoche as well. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. he's so good. He's oh man, he's the worst type of person. You mean you mean John LaRoche? I know people mean, like uh, yeah, the actual cause... the guy, the 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 character. I know not, not people the, like him. Not not the person the book is written like the actual character. The character, not the actor. No, no. When you say the character, do you the mean the character in the movie? The character in the movie, or do you mean the character in real life? That the, the, the I haven't book is read the book, on? and I don't know the guy, so I only know uh, what was portrayed in the film. Right. So that guy yeah. is the worst type of person. Is he? Oh, the, the moving from from project to project. Is Just no, but his whole attitude as well. The way he, as soon as he 
perceives weakness in himself, he immediately deflects it outwards. So he mm. immediately goes off on Meryl Streep when they get lost. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, starts yeah, like yeah. ranting about how she's a bitch and yeah like how she's just like all the others and yeah all that she's, other she's shit. just freeloading or whatever yeah it's whatever just that he thinks that he has i don't i don't even know do, do you think that he got brain damaged in the uh the car crash that we see at one point uh no no okay May- maybe <laughs> i mean he's just an asshole yeah, but I, it got me wondering, mm. like, because he had he had a normal life, frontal lobe right? damage, maybe I guess. Yeah, no, because he, he he seemed to have a normal life, and then he lost his teeth, right, in the car crash, right, together with his life, obviously. So he kind of went did something else. I mean, yes, technically the wife survived or whatever, but she ended up divorcing him because of the crash. And I feel like, okay, maybe he didn't get brain damage, but it obviously changed him, right? But. Mm. I don't. Yeah, I, I. I mean, I guess it's not really worth getting into. I, I just want to say that I feel like there's more to think about there, but the movie lends it up to the viewer, right? I like that. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he's without sympathy, but he would be fucking annoying to hang out with. Does he? You don't want to go into a swamp with him and hunt no, I don't want him to take me into a swamp to look for orchids to snort. That is not on my list of things I would like to to do. He does get eaten by an alligator, though. Yeah. Could could you imagine like instead of like growing cocaine, you start growing orchids because <laughs> because they can also be made into drugs, <laughs> which weirdly is just as illegal. Is it the poaching of them is illegal? Oh, the poaching, yeah, I'm not sure about the cultivation, although they're keeping it a big secret, so... Yeah, I mean, I his know. plan was, at one point, before they started making porn, yeah, because um, oh, yeah, that's, that that's a natural step. <laughs> um, <coughs> uh, anyway, the, the plan was to like capture like some wild ones and then cultivate them uh, and make lots of them, and so you could have like these really wonderful rare rare in wildlife sort of orchids um but you could you could buy them for home because they're they're grown in like you know a greenhouse or whatever right yeah that was his plan um so i guess that probably wasn't illegal but obviously getting them in the first place is because they're endangered i say obviously it's obvious because it was in the movie yeah although they were writing they're apparently writing some legal gray area I mean, he says that, but like, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, well, I, I mean, he, I guess he didn't go to prison, so probably. I'd need to read the book, to and but this movie has not sold me on reading the book. I have to say, the book does sound yeah. pretty boring. It's very frustrating. You know? <laughs> Nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't think I have much to say except like the other actors were great, and um, I, I like the little nods like they had. You know, famous people playing like little bits. Yeah, I always got confused when if someone new turned up, I'm like, "Are you playing yourself?" Yeah. Uh, particularly, um, Gyllenhaal. When she turned up, right. I'm like, she's playing herself, right? And then it turns out she's a makeup artist, and I'm like, no, she's not. Yeah. That's who it was. <laughs> I recognized her, but I couldn't. I couldn't quite place her. But yeah, that makes sense. 
Yeah, so that was all, that was like a little fun game. It, it, like partic- like obviously if if they were on the street, but when when the few scenes that were focused on the set of Malkovich, yeah, were very much like okay, who is playing themselves and who is playing some random backstage cast like a uh, uh, makeup artist or whatever. Yeah. Um. And then when Donald was having somebody over. Who who did he have over? And he's like, oh, you should really hang out with her. She's great. Oh, the, she's the actress from uh, Being John Malkovich, who I can't remember the name of. Right. Okay, but yeah, yeah, she was playing herself. She was playing herself. And I love how he's trying to fix them up. It's... Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. You ne- so wait what you never know. so what was really happening was charlie was friends with her and was trying to tell the insecure part of himself to mm-hmm. ask her out is that what was really going on i guess so. what happened when he when he went to new york and left donald behind <laughs> did he split in half for a brief moment he, he was split in half did he do it it's called jet lag. Have your brain. <laughs> <laughs> so it's when you oh leave your, your outgoing personality in another state. Yes, exactly. yes. That's why oh you're so God. down. Like, imagine, like, can, can we uh, reschedule? I uh, I left half my personality in the state. <laughs> it's it's on its way. It's, it's slowly catching up to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's booked yeah. a ticket. It's going to be here. Maybe <laughs> Oh and and, and that he does he goes and he meets up with them later but then but then that part of his personality gets shot <laughs> mm. well i like to think of it as more as it was an integration and he no longer needed donald yeah. to be a separate person because he'd accepted that part of him into himself i mean that's that's probably i mean yes that's uh, so probably he a good interpretation threw him out a window because <laughs> he was useless now he was just a husk yes as you do and then you sing to them master dying yeah yeah and then you make a movie and think about who's gonna play you in it and who's gonna fake masturbate creepily (laughs) to really weird fantasies or well I guess they're kind of normal fantasies just weird to, to to jack off to I think Right. Like, oh my god, imagine if I asked that waitress out. That's so hot. Mm. <laughs> and she went <laughs> to a thing with me. Yeah. Uh, and I, I got fooled by that again because I remember mm. when I, I remember watching it years ago and thinking, he's not this suave. There's mm. no way she's she's decided to come to this thing with him. This mm-hmm. is typical fucking Hollywood... <laughs> Oh, I'm such a loser, yet I always seem to, like, get the random girl uh-huh. thing. And I remember being a little bit, not like pissed off, but being just like a little bit like, oh, even even Charlie Kaufman is doing this. Uh. And then it's it's all just a fantasy. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And then again, watching it this time, <laughs> exactly the same thought process. I was like, what? No, he's not. He wouldn't do that. that doesn't make any sense. Uh, well, I guess he did. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> and then when he actually asks her out, she's just like, "I'm gonna call the police." <laughs> I I love that. It was so awkward and so. <laughs> and so, like, I mean, in a way, 
because uh, those, I mean, those kind of awkward guys do exist in real life, right? Like the mm-hmm. ones that they they don't really know how to talk to a woman. And you know, to be fair, even for me, I wouldn't know how to ask a woman out that's serving me coffee, right? Like this is right. weird, right? But I mean, just don't. That's no, yes, that's the but, shortcut. I mean, but yeah. yes, but ar- arguably you could do that. But if like if someone's being nice to you, right? Well, a woman in this case. <laughs> that doesn't mean that they want to go on a date with you, right? Like, you get that sort of... I mean, she she obviously finds him creepy after he asks her out because in her mind, she was just being nice. But in his mind, he telegraphs by asking her out, right? He's like, oh, maybe mm. she wants to fuck me, mm. right? Mm-hmm. While also being just an awkward person in general, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> he... he, he doesn't know how to have the interaction and it backfires in like the worst possible way which is great but you know i mean to be fair to him um i don't think it's i don't think it's that weird like if she expresses genuine interest in what he's reading orchids in this case right and they talk about orchids and like yeah i mean he was already being weird about it like he was going too hard into orchids and stuff but let's say he didn't let's say he was being normal right he could easily just go like well, you know, if you want to get into orchids some more, I'm actually going up to see this thing. Like, if you would like to come, you know, I can I can arrange it for you, right? That's kind of normal, but you need to do it, you know, in a non-weird, creepy way. And you need to feel the mood, and it's not necessarily easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he obviously didn't manage in this movie, so... He felt really hard there. So, Aaron, would you... Would you like us to? Would you like to take us us here forever? I'm keeping us here forever. No, I think. (laughs) I think we're good. Let's go to our little interlude of Nicolas Cage doing crazy Nicolas Cage stuff. Um, Maybe, maybe, maybe you'll you'll be doing. No, no, he's doing something. Cage in sixty seconds. Start right before life begins on the planet. All is lifeless. And then life, life begins um, with organisms, those little single cell ones. Oh, and it's before sex, because like everything was asexual. Uh, from there, we go to bigger things, jellyfish. And then that fish that got legs on it and crawled out on the land. And then we see, you know, like um, uh, dinosaurs. And then they're around for a long, long time. And then and then a- an asteroid comes and, and flork. The insects, the extinct mammals, the primates, monkeys. The simple monkeys, the the old-fashioned monkeys giving away to the new monkeys, whatever, and the names, whatever, and, and man. Then we see the whole history of human civilization, hunting and gathering, farming, war, love, religion, heartache, disease, loneliness, technology. We bring it all the way to this moment in history and end with Susan Lee in her office of the New Yorker writing about flowers and bang, the movie begins. This is great. This is the breakthrough I've been hoping for. It's never been done before. It's the entire everything. He is a genius. It's perfect. And hilarious. He just comes up with all these great jokes and everybody laughs. But he's serious too, Charles. You'd love him. He's all for originality, just like you. But he says we have to realize that we we all write in a genre. And we must find our originality within that genre. See, it turns out there hasn't been a new genre since Fellini invented the mockumentary. My genre's thriller. What's yours? 
can't believe I got shot. Isn't that fucked up? Shut up. Stop laughing. Ha 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 ha. I don't I don't know what I'm laughing at. Mm, it's probably it's probably his brother dying. Uh <laughs> maybe I uh I mean you just heard it, so I guess you know. But I guess that's that's me segueing <laughs> into the fact that I didn't think this movie was KG at all. Yeah. Uh, and I I have a trivia thing. Uh Nicolas huh? Cage has said during the filming of this movie he ignored all of his acting instincts and played the part of Charlie Kaufman exactly as director Spike Jones asked him to. Hmm. He then received an Academy Award nomination for it. Oh, that's got a hit. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think that's very telling. It's it's I it feels like one of his best, but one of his straightest performances. What yeah. do you all think? No, I, I totally agree. Yeah, there, there was no caginess because he was acting per the director's request, I guess. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm going to add something to something that we talked about in the previous segment where, you know, we talked about how it feels like Nicolas Cage is two different people. Like, they did really well with, like, filming that, right? And and audio and everything. Um, also, it feels like it's two different people because they genuinely feel like they're different people. Like, they have different personalities. They Right, yeah. Donald is, like, actually more outgoing... Nothing he did felt out of place, uh, while still being obviously different from how Charlie would act in a certain situation, right? Um, and Charlie, on the other hand, was you know way more awkward, introverted, I guess. Um, and I'm, I'm, I mean, we see both in his solo scenes, but I'm, I guess I'm more specifically thinking about scenes where uh, he's interacting with other people, including his brother. Um, and I, I, I think I think that goes to show how good of an actor Nicolas Cage is, um, if, if he wants to be, let's put it that way. But also, as Aaron already said, it's not really cagey, right? Like, it's, it's, a, it's a great movie, but... And, and yes, in large part because of Nicolas Cage's performances in both of these roles, so to speak. But... They're not very cagey at the same time. They're, 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 it's good for different reasons. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's another reason why we, we really bought the whole two people and not, you know, thinking about it being split screen because they were very much two different personalities. So that that's a good, like, thing that he pulled off really well, playing the two different personalities. But there isn't that KG factor. Like, I mean, he's, what, not hitting, he's not hitting a car roof or something, right? Yeah. What is this movie up against? Aaron? I mean, he hits he hits a car windscreen. Does That's that true. count? <laughs> Very forcefully, yes. <laughs> he's not screaming while he does it, though. He just kind of very silently just goes through it. So. Oh, my God. Uh. So, no, I don't think so. Also, what is this movie up against? You mean in the number one spot? Yeah. Were you not listening? No. Because <laughs> I said it. 
I, I wasn't okay. listening either, unfortunately for you. Oh, Wait, you, you, you did say it. Yeah, I yeah. I've, I've said I've already said it once this this uh, podcast. I'm not saying it again. Oh, you'd say it in this segment, but you said it earlier. Yes. Okay. Because I was really thinking about it while we're watching this movie. I was like, what the hell are we kind of trying to be? Because it's been Port Call, New Orleans. Oh, is Bad, that why yes, you're not saying it's, it? It's Bad Lieutenant, Port Call, New Orleans. I thought you were trying to... Oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have we have this bit, you know, we have this joke how I don't like saying it because it's so long. Right, right, yeah. And then you were trying to make me say it. <laughs> okay. Even though it's only like six words or seven words, it's not really that Yeah, but then deal. we were like a minute into the joke and I kind of, you know, felt <laughs> yeah. like maybe we move on and we actually ranked the movies. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think, I was honestly thinking about this. I was like, are we ever going to find a movie that's more cagey than Port Call was- New York? Yes. I suggested this one because Bad I method. wanted competition because the last few right. movies have been so low down the list. I was like, mm. I need something that I know we'll is win. going to compete. Like it might not win, but it's going to put up a fight. And I forgot yeah. that this movie is, it's just good. It's yeah, not it's cagey. It's a really, really good movie. But I, yeah. I, I got good and cagey confused in my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, like they I'm can be the same, this. but they don't have to be. Mm. Yeah, they're independent. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like a movie can be good and cagey. It can also be cagey and terrible. And apparently, yep. a movie with Nicolas Cage can also be really good and not even remotely cagey. <laughs> who who um, knew? Who knew? But uh, yes. So, so that that made me start worrying now that you're gonna have to say bad lieutenant port call New Orleans port call. Port yes. of call. Yes. I'm I, gonna I have to some, say it. I love me some port in the evening. I love my port call. <laughs> my port, port call. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys in Stockholm do you have the guy who wanders around outside with the bell and says port call, port call <laughs> <laughs> No, that's that's a golf mode thing with uh, with the ports and everything. Oh, right. Oh okay. That's that's so, where you have yeah. to get your port out and drink your port. On the port. <laughs> on the court. He's calling it out. The port call before you do the port walk with your port, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, will we ever have a movie that will top it? I, I'm not sure. I don't I know. Don't I mean, I was saying Something. this to Kim the other day. It, it could be that we hit the number one early. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. It is possible. But it could also be that we get like some very light dementia. And eventually, we kind <laughs> of we kind of forget exactly how KG, um, Bad Lieutenant Protocol New Orleans was. How can you was. forget his soul was dancing? <laughs> Shoot him again. His soul oh, was yes. dancing. <laughs> yeah, you can never forget that. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, because there is like a number, obviously there is a number one KGist film. Yes, like, there's not an infinite number of cage films, so therefore one of them has to. I be mean, well, we don't know that, yeah. right? It's not like he stopped making movies. As long as he's alive, true. there is a potential for an infinite. There's always, yeah, there was a potential he could make a better one, but from the ones he's made so far, yeah. And and if you, okay, look at so the track record. If you look full, at the track record, full disclosure recently. to the listeners, yeah, this was meant to be, uh, what is it, Willy's Wonderland. Mm-hmm. or whatever that was the movie we were going to watch yeah but then Rakan and I 
watch some reviews. Yeah. I, I know you've seen some reviews, right? Yeah. And it looks bad. Like, yeah. it just looks like dog shit. And in a, in a way that <laughs> doesn't even... It doesn't look like Nicolas Cage does anything in that film. Yeah. So that's why we shifted to to this. And mm-hmm. then you've got, like, jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just... He's not doing good shit now. The Color Out of Space I, was pretty he recent. Might, Maybe he could he do something like surprises. that again. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, Color Out of Space was pretty good after all. Where is it on the list? Which Number which five. Number so five, five, yeah. yeah. But, but the point is, like, from the available films that have been made so far, we might have hit number one already. Yes, yes. But, um, I mean, there's only one way to find out. Yeah, there we got to keep going. And yes. we are in the process of doing it. But... Before we yeah. continue this discussion, there's one thing we sh- we do need to cover. A very important question we need to cover, and you know who we and you know blah 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 oh, blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, if we were to remove Nicolas Cage from this movie, if we who were to would kick we? Nick. If we were to kick Nick, who would we use? And it cannot be John Cusack because he's already in the fucking film as himself. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and it cannot be John Malkovich for the same reason. He's in. He walks past and nods at uh, Charlie Kaufman at one point. Right. Yeah. Okay. With a coffee and just walks yeah, past. Yeah, yeah. Because he's an adaptation and they're on set there. Uh, yeah, being John Malkovich, but fine. Yeah. It it wasn't until Synecdoche, New York, that they're on the set of the movie that they're currently making. Right. Yeah. That's actually yeah. a play, but also is real life. Yeah. No, it's not until that movie that it gets really fucked up. But. Yeah. Adaptation is relatively straightforward compared to that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, who who would you use? Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, obvious pick. But any any uh, anyone else? Uh, you know the guy that, um, uh, not Adam Sandler, but the guy that Adam Sandler very often uses in his movies. Royce John Turturro. John. Oh, John. Tur- no. 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 Not in a comedic role. Just like straight. Just like uh, as Charlie Kaufman, in this case. I don't see it. No. Okay. No. Interesting. Maybe. I mean, it's your opinion. You're entitled to it. But no. Yeah. Fine. I'm just I'm just a bit surprised that I uh, I was shot down so immediately. <laughs> <laughs> how how bad would it be if Woody Allen was was in it and he's like you know, isn't there a movie? Oh fuck! There is a movie where he's kind of doing that, where he's a writer making a movie. Oh. Uh... I mean, he, I he, made, he, made, he made a thousand movies, so he probably made at least one of these movies already. Infinite st- amount, available amount of stories. Are, are you talking about a movie where Woody Allen plays Woody Allen, or I'm talking well, about Woody that's Allen all playing movies. Charlie Kaufman? Yeah, uh, no, Woody Allen playing uh, director Woody Allen. The problem is okay if Woody Allen is playing Charlie Kaufman in this role. Yeah. he could right. do Charlie Kaufman. He couldn't do Donald. Oh yeah, you're right. He, he doesn't have the range for that. <laughs> he can only do. <laughs> but okay, okay, okay. He, hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Instead of like using tricks and whatever, why don't we just get like two identical brothers? Like, are there the any... Olsen twins? <laughs> Thank you. I was gonna ask for famous ones, and I guess you <laughs> you found <laughs> you found a couple. Uh, I are there any other famous actors? Are there any Which famous ones? male uh, actors? Yeah, yeah. I can't. Ooh, I don't know. Think of any? Because I was thinking like the the Cohen brothers, but then I realized they're not identical, right? No. I and I mean, I know they're not actors either, of course. But 
that was going to be my suggestion, but as I was thinking, but I was like, no, actually, they're not identical, so... I'm, I'm going to double down and say John Cusack. <laughs> <laughs> and, and have John Cusack, you know... Played play by John Nicolas Cusack. Cage. <laughs> oh, actually, I actually don't think it would be good. I don't think he would be good. Uh, no, he, he wouldn't, actually. Um, I don't know any of these people, but apparently Scarlett Johansson has a twin. Huh? I- identical? Uh, I didn't. I didn't search for identical. I only searched for twins. But she, oh. yes, apparently she has a twin called Hunter, which is, uh, I believe, a male name. I don't know anyone called Hunter, Hunter Johansson. Because... Oh, so it's an identical male. T- <laughs> I didn't say that, but fine. Um, no, I'm just imagining now. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> I was also an actor, uh, apparently. Or acted in a few things. Okay. But I, I guess... Uh, it's, it's just kind of hard. Like, I, I can't think of anybody that would, like, play them really well. Yeah, Nicolas Cage is a good fit for this. Fuck. He, he really is, that. surprisingly. Despite not doing any of the, like, normal Cagey stuff. And, and honestly, I was thinking actively during this movie... Um, I was thinking specifically, I don't know who to replace him with. I, I don't know who would make, like, who would elevate this role higher than Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage's performance in this case. So if we if we can't think of someone who would replace Nicolas Cage, does that mean this movie is cagey? Ooh. If only Nicolas Cage could do the role? He says going up at the end of the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Aaron, I know you're trying to get out of saying Bad Lieutenant, <laughs> Port of Call. I still have to say it New anyway because it's number one. I can't yeah, get out of it. I, yeah, I know what you're trying to do, yeah. but I don't think you can trick, do, trick, us, trick us out of this, trick your way out of this one. Do you know the guy who plays Iceman in the X-Men movies? No. no, no. Okay, well, okay, listeners who have watched the X Men movies and know who Ice, who played Iceman, he has an identical twin. He would be terrible for this film, but hmm. that's the only actor I can find. Lots yeah. of wrestlers. You can find a... oh. <laughs> like loads of identical twin wrestlers. Uh, is that a sign for us to actually bring in The Rock or? But you can't imagine the rock playing Charlie Kaufman. No, <laughs> <laughs> like I wanted to make a joke about that, but I'm like, nope. Like, yo, I'm As, like, yeah, that's that's. I mean, that would be a good parody, though. Like, oh, I'm so fat. Oh no, I'm <laughs> a loser. He's a shirt. I don't all know the time. how to talk to women. You know, <laughs> you can't exactly. Like buff, masculine, handsome man. You know. <laughs> It would be like it would really be interesting to see if The Rock can turn off his charisma because he, oh, he kind of yeah. he radiates charisma, right? Yeah. Imagine if he could. Like imagine, like you would have like a really like ultra charged Donald, right? Like normal The Rock, and then you would have like depressed, like lonely The, the Rock. <laughs> I mean, I don't know uh, if he could though. I, it just feels yeah. like he's he. It's like always on. 
Yeah, the I don't think the Rock really acts so much as he just channels no. his personality. Yes, I, I think that's true. I, I don't think he could. Yeah, and and like you said, Rock, and I don't think he can turn it off either, even if he wanted to. Yeah. Um, I did. I did find another one. Uh, they're not both actors, but Mr. Robot has an identical twin. Oh, uh, Rami Malek. Yeah. Oh. His uh, his brother's name is Sammy. So his parents oh. hate them because they called them Rami and Sammy. Rami and Sammy, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, those are terrible. <laughs> uh, uh, but his brother is an ESL teacher. So what, what about what about Bill Murray, younger? A younger, younger Bill, Bill Murray. Murray. What? No. No, he's too he's too stand up funny. No, you know what yeah. I was thinking? Maybe maybe uh, switch out the skin color and you put in uh, Will Smith. Well, I also thought about that, but he's too much. Yeah, let's go, aliens! Yahoo! No, no but no, he's no, not no. always like that. No, no, no. He he's a legitimately good actor. If he, like if he really wants to be, um, I mean, like he can do he can do mm. really serious, really toned down, emotional. I mean, I I guess like that's not how you're used to thinking about him. I guess because it's like so, Independence Day, Men in Black. Yeah. You know, can you get like Fat Will Smith though? Like. Balding, fat, Will Smith, sweaty. Uh, these days, probably. Not when this movie was made, uh, okay. I think. But these days, yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. Like, if it was made now. Yeah. Uh, you'd be like, ah, that's hot. The script is hot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to play Fortnite and write the script. Will Smith's uh... son. <laughs> Jaden. Jaden Smith, that's the one, yeah. Jaden. Right. No, he he no, would be no, the best. No, 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 no. No, no, oh oh oh! I've got the trivia up. I wonder if there's any um. Also considered for the role. Oh, apparently, um, Nicholas Cage's. Oh yes, I saw this in the credits. Mark Coppola, who is Nicholas Cage's brother, was also a stand-in for Nicholas Cage. Oh. During the film, so his brother. Not twin brother was also not in twin it. brother. Okay, um, interesting. Uh, although he didn't play himself, Robert McGee mm-hmm. did suggest Brian Cox. Okay, I am. I am assuming that the fucking IMDb is legit, which is a bad assumption to make. But because uh, anyone can just yeah post this shit here. Um, no, but I can't. I feel like I feel like Nick Cage. That's it. Like you can't kick Nick. You can't kick Nick from this film. Yet it's really yeah. not cagey. How does that make yeah. sense? That makes, yeah, I don't know. I guess we're just bad. Is the producers. podcast flawed or is the movie flawed? <laughs> is the concept of our podcast? Is flawed? the concept of our podcast completely stupid? <laughs> it may <laughs> be. <laughs> oh, is the pod is. This podcast actually just an excuse for me to drink alcohol and talk shit with my friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we yeah, we could mean, be onto something maybe. here, guys. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, like maybe Will Smith. Like I think we can like half hardly all agree Will Smith. Older Will Smith. Older Will Smith uh, could work. It's it's the best one I have so far because I mean because I personally I really enjoy his serious acting. Uh, I mean, I enjoy Will Smith generally, regardless of what he does, but he's not always good. I always enjoy it. 
but I think he's really good in serious roles. And when he's acting, well, right. seriously. Every, yeah, I'm, I'm Will Smith. Actors. Will Smith, yes. Will Smith is like, have... he's like the rock, but he can turn the charm off. Yes, yes, exactly. Like, even, uh... even when he's bad, he's still charming. What about what about um, Leonardo DiCaprio? He can act. Oh, you I know what? I'm, yeah. I'm 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 running that through in my head now. I'm DiCaprio. trying to decide if that's a terrible fit or if it's a really good one. No, it's a great one. I'm I'm gonna go with terrible. You're just angry I... because I shot down your. Um, no, no, but I no, I, I, I like I like Leo. <laughs> I just couldn't see Leo actually sell. Honestly, I'm gonna be honest. It's because he's too attractive. I was just going to say Smith that. Yeah, he's attractive. too pretty. Yeah, I'm not going to say that like Will Smith isn't attractive or even Nicolas Cage to some extent is, is attractive as well, right? But they're not Leonardo DiCaprio like handsome boy. Like... Ugly makeup. All right, so, so he would have an identical twin brother that is also in ugly makeup or not <laughs> in ugly makeup or... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess it wouldn't have to be an identical twin twin brother. Maybe he had an, had an accident in his childhood or something. You have to make something up. Yeah, see, so he, he got his nose chopped off in some sort of battle. I don't know what happened. <laughs> or oh, I got Adam Sandler. He, he's... You know, he could act. I mean, Adam Sandler would be the guy who would play that in yeah. in an alternative universe. The film mm. wouldn't be anywhere near as good. I mean, he did the punch drunk love, which everyone lost their shit over, but I didn't mm. see it to be honest. Oh, have um, you seen Uncut Gems? I have not, and I have no desire to. You, oh, you should watch Uncut Gems. I think is that it is good? the best. Yes, it's fantastic. Oh. That movie will make you feel like you're having a stress panic attack. <laughs> I don't and want t- that. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's like the point of the movie. But it's so enjoyable though. You should try it anyway, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> it's great uh and, and i think it's hands down his best performance so i i got my pick it's adam sandler he, he can act and he, he looks ugly enough <laughs> <laughs> well that's 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 true at least yeah i mean that's, that's the bar we're setting i said leo and then and aaron was like no too 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 nice the, the problem the problem with leo is he's too pretty he's too hollywood mm-hmm like star guy well okay now i present to you adam sandler yeah it's just, i mean it's like adam i mean yeah like just go, go back to leo like i couldn't ever see him in the role of a loser like you can't like you can't sell me leo as an actual loser yeah even when he's a loser he's still like a sexy loser like in wolf yeah. of wall street he's still like he just like he's super charming and uh narcissistic and and it's great for that movie but it wouldn't work here that's the point okay okay well yeah i i withdrew leo anyway so that's fine and presented adam sandler yes anyway i think we've spent too much time on this um and all it's done is made me feel confused uh as it should be (laughs) So now we should get down to the real meat of the podcast. No, we really need to solve the world's problems here by deciding, is this film more cagey or less cagey than, wait for it, 
Bad Lieutenant, colon, Port of Call, dash, New Orleans. You said the name. He said it! I said the name, everyone. I want a standing ovation. If you're listening to this right now, on uh, uh, you're probably uh, at home by yourself. Stand up and give me a clap. Thank you. We'll we'll, we'll wait. Thank you. Uh, anyway, uh, I think we've kind of decided it's not. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's not going to be. But at the same time, I feel bad about, about that. that because it it feels like a quintessential Nicolas Cage role. Yet he is I'm, not Nicholas Cagey in it. Yeah, I'm gonna ask a. How does that work? I'm gonna ask a kind of unrelated question because they're different questions. But is it a better movie than Bad Lieutenant Port of Call yes. New Orleans? I think hands down, yeah. Yeah, but it's still not. Well, it's less Cagey, so it still loses in yeah. the Cage match. And and Cage himself said that he put his choices aside so i mean yeah i mean i guess he was acting but he was acting on the instruction of someone else rather than yeah. which is what an actor should do yeah. keep their <laughs> not what... bloody ego out of it <laughs> uh, you Daniel didn't Daniel learn Lewis. anything in acting school that i couldn't direct you to do my friend i am the director jared leto no, no I'm my kidding. god i hate him <laughs> I hate no so you made me like no i made you throw up a little feel, bit in your mouth feel yeah exactly yeah holy Disgust. shit you know I, I saw like some interesting movie i don't even remember what it was because here's the thing like just like yesterday or something i was like oh that's coming out and then i was like oh and then it's oh like one of the two main characters is jared leto and i was like oh, oh well that's unfortunate and then i just wrote it off in my head so i didn't re- i don't even remember what movie it is anymore because I just know that I'm not going to like it. It's very unfortunate. Yeah. It's just, it just ruins everything. Yes. E- everything it touches turns to dust. Except Lord of War. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, surprisingly. Okay, yeah. I mean, it, because I, I think he was good. He was good. He just then got too successful or something. Anyway, this isn't a Jared Leto podcast. No. no Forget no. him. Not, not yet. Um... <laughs> <laughs> are we doing him after Defoe? <laughs> or before? Are we doing Daniel Day Lewis first? Or oh my god, <laughs> what, five movies? Oh my fucking god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but we've got to we've got to do every movies. single music video of his band, right? Uh, if we're doing Lido, uh, anyway. So. <laughs> Uh, formalize it guys uh, Rakan Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans uh, is it more or less KG than this film it's more KG than this film yes and Yuan uh, it is also as Rakan said more KG okay. than this film so officially does not take the top spot now this doesn't make a lot of sense we've gone over this we go over this every time but we still mm-hmm. want to rank it somewhere should we start yes. at the bottom no. or should we start at the top? Because it does kind of make a difference about where it will end up. Oh, I was, probably I, bottom I, I again. I strongly feel that we should do either top or bottom. <laughs> that is, that is. I, I like that you I have very strong feelings. This feel is good. That we should start from either the top or the bottom. Yeah, not I mean, start I mean, in the middle like we did last time. I, I really like mm. that. Like you're not shy about it, right? Like it's yeah. it's good. Like for a second, I'm like, yeah, obviously for the top. But then I'm like, no, wait, obviously from the bottom. <laughs> No, wait, obviously from the top. You are you are ambivalent. 
but but I'm saying I'm saying probably from the bottom. I'm I'm guessing. Hmm. I because I, we, we already said we already said yeah, that it's, it's not, KG. not KG at yeah. all. Now right. is that actually true? We're gonna see. But if it is true, it should be if not it at the very right bottom, bottom, close yeah. to it. I want to. I kind of want to start at the top because then it's more likely to be somewhere near the top, and I feel like it deserves to be near the top. But that's that's why exactly. But, but then again, this is not yeah. a ranking of good movies. This right. is a ranking of cagey movies. And right. Exactly. As long as you keep which that clear, doesn't make any sense, but that's what we're doing on. This it's fine. Podcast. We still haven't defined exactly what caginess is because no one can understand Nicolas Cage. Not so it has Nicolas to fight Cage. its way to the top. It has we to fight its bottom. way to the top. Yeah. Yeah, we so, go from the bottom. So, first movie, first comparison. Hmm. Left Behind. Is it more or less cagey than Left Behind? More than Left Behind. Yuan, how do you feel about this? Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. It's so, it, we've already established it as not the least cagey movie ever made. Well, I mean, you know, to be fair, in Left Behind, Nicolas Cage is barely acting at all. At least he's <laughs> acting. His, his acting was Left Behind. <laughs> In the trailer, <laughs> <laughs> he was not playing bongos while a drunk guy was passed out in his trailer and left behind. I can yeah, guarantee exactly. you that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, the next one. This is a little bit more difficult. Jujitsu. Hmm. There's suddenly more caginess, you know, in volume here. So I'm going to say more. How do because you... there was very little cage. Well, yeah. How do you define caginess in this case? I, I mean, like the actual screen time. There's like double. That oh, there's more cage. This is more cage. <laughs> Literally more Nicholas. But that's, more no, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Nicholas Cage has a lot of presence. Not only as you said, you know, because he's on screen, but also as you said, because the two of him. Yeah. So so there's twice as much cage in a normal movie than any other movie. I would say so. Yeah. It should be at the top. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, the I'll sheer buy that. quantity. I'll, buy that I'll, I'll give it something. I mean, Jujutsu. He is very much a supporting character, and he's yeah. He obviously not even. They obviously paid him for like two days' work, and he did. It's his like a cameo. And he fucked off. Yeah, it it's is barely, not. Yeah. yeah, it is not a Nicolas Cage film. So for that reasoning, I'm willing to give it a pass yeah. uh, alone. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so the first you, oh real contender. Then here we go. You totally gave me like the Shark Tank vibes with like, and for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, for that reason, I am choosing not to invest in your Nicolas Cage project. Your Nicolas Cage podcast project. It's a stupid idea. Uh, there's it will never thousand, take off. There's already a thousand of them. How do you expect to compete? There's already one that has the exact same name. What the fuck are uh, you people and thinking? And you can't even define what caginess is. How do you expect How many episodes are you in? You don't even, even have a yet. mission statement. And you're... Uh, I, I'm so happy I googled the, you know, the, how many cage podcasts. <laughs> After we started, yeah, after we started, hey, we did we did death. at least search to make sure no one had the exact same name as us. Mm. We didn't realize that someone would start a podcast at the same time as us. Yeah, like um. right after we searched for it, <laughs> somebody like <laughs> ten minutes after we did that, they, they fucking made one too. Um. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, the first Here real contender, uh, the first actual Nicolas Cage movie, I would say. Is national tre- the the national treasures movies? Oh. Is this more or less cagey than those? Now this Ooh. one is a bit difficult. 
It is. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, he was playing it very straight in the first movie. Yep. But you got to think of them both up, together, yeah. He yeah, he caged it up in the second movie. And but only very oh. briefly. But then at the same yeah. time, even if it was very briefly, it was still more than he did in this film at any point. Yeah, I mean, he was in this movie all the time, but, but he, well, I was going to say he didn't do anything, but he didn't do anything cagey. <laughs> I think there was like one moment Donald was like, yeah, let's go, or something. That's, I don't remember. <laughs> that's, that's, that's when you got out of it. It's like, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, that was that one <laughs> I mean, I I really like when Donald flew out the window, but that wasn't very. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't very cage. That's classic cage. Classic (laughs) flying out windows. Car gags, man. I wonder how Nicolas Cage did that. You know, like how he just took the screen to the face like that. It's very impressive. Straight out that window. There was two car crashes in this film, like sudden car crashes in this film. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. You know, go full circle, beginning and the end. I expected the first one a lot more than the second one, to be honest. Yeah, the first one was obviously signposted. Yeah, because the second one, I was like, wait, did they get out of that? And then, bam, no, motherfucker. I'd remembered it was coming about 20 seconds before it happened, because I remembered when they were in the forest, uh, in the swamp, I was like, wait, Donald dies. I just just remembered all of a sudden. I'm like, wait, Donald dies in this. Mm. Uh, Spoiler, by the way. Mm. uh, By the way, just gonna say i really all right so it kept me guessing in the end and i thought that he was that donald was gonna get shot and they were gonna think that they killed charlie okay Okay. right and then and and he would do it kind of on purpose i mean he would realize he had to or they would like find them both or something right so he would like sacrifice himself and it would be kind of kind of a bit cringy but that would be kind of in line with the movie as well yeah. You know, because they were kind of going with like a normalish storyline suddenly, right. right? Yeah. Um, but then no, they they did a twist on it, and it's all the better for it too. And, and there was car crashes and car chases. And yeah, all like the stuff that, that plane crash start... was really crazy as well. Yeah. Yeah, all the stuff they didn't want to do. Um. Anyway, we were talking about national the national treasures films. Hmm. Where, where do they rate? All right, so I think, unfortunately, and it really pains me to say this, weirdly, but uh, this movie is less cagey than the combined National Treasures. Uh, yeah. Rakan, how do you feel? Yeah, I, I want to say no, but I, I might have to. I think I agree. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, adaptation. Number 15. What's the movie after? Above National Above, Treasures? Yeah. Drive Angry. No, yes. No, yeah, no, no. We didn't have a chance. Yeah. Well, it's it's at least definitely in the right area, so we can be safe and secure, yeah. safe and secure with that. But right. I, I feel like if it was just the first National Treasure movie, maybe it would have been different, but uh, because we... Would have had a fighting chance. Right. Yeah. But the second one... Second one sneaks up and like the second one is just so good. Yeah, the snake, second <laughs> one sneaks up and throws its brother through a windscreen, and after that, it's all over. Um. So, yeah, um, I guess that's it, guys. Uh, adaptation. It was my big gun that I was sitting on for when I really needed to take out Bad Lieutenant, and it it misfired badly 
I mean, it's the... It's the... Um, what do you call it? Like... Immunity that police officers have, right? Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> the general... <laughs> immune- uh, I don't know what it is. The fascist reinforcement of the state or something. Um, <laughs> the... Yes. How about the B movie? Do you reckon that could fight it? B movie, the one with the Jerry Seinfeld. No, the not the bees. Um, the Wicker Man. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe that should be the next one. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that yeah. Because I yeah, really want to try and take definitely. This, I really want to try and take the bad lieutenant out. I mean, I've we we we've been. We've been dancing around a bit. We've been sort of firing some uh, pot shots off at but it, I mean, but not really trying to take it out. But the problem, the problem I have is that there's what like eighty something. I'm not looking it up right now, but I believe it's this eighty something Nicolas Cage movies, right? Yeah. And I'm fairly sure that The Wicker Man is going to be the top out of all of them. And if we do it now, then, like, yeah, we've had a few where we've still had, like, you know, Bad Lieutenant Protocol, New Orleans at the top spot. But then we would forever have Wicker Man. Probably. I don't know. I mean, there's the B scene, and that that has a lot of weight, but I don't really know of anything. I haven't seen it, so I can't say. Maybe the rest of the film is like fucking Dullsville. Yeah, uh, you're right. Maybe. Really bad ratings, Maybe. I, I so. don't. I, I've seen. I don't think I've seen the entire movie. Um, but I would, at some point, I saw like parts of it, including like the famous scene and stuff. Um, Have you seen the Nicolas Cage recommend Tim? No. I okay. So. Yeah. Okay. But we'll see. I guess. We don't know. Okay, right. but we'll we'll leave that discussion for uh, between podcast maybe we'll do the wicker man next when you tune in again maybe it'll be something else maybe we'll give up and watch some like i don't know terrible c movie that he's been in recently (laughs) um (laughs) who knows but this has been your latest installment of the cage off if you want to get in touch with us you can tweet us at us at what there's too many ats in that sentence let's start again you can tweet to us at cageoffcast or you can send us an email at contact at cageoff.se there's still too many ats jesus christ we need to fix this problem it's ruining our society um uh, ampersands Mm. apparently Uh, so you can tweet us and cageoffcast or email us contact and cageoff.se uh and let us know uh if you have any more recommendations uh if you disagree with any of our opinions and uh if you just want to say hi please say hi yeah uh, we promise you we won't be like creepy or, or cringe or anything we, we will ask you to an orchid fair in the worst possible way though yeah know that that will happen but as long as you accept that we're fine and uh rock down say goodbye bye you on say bye yeah bye and uh (laughs) i'll say bye (laughs) goodbye